0: Hi, this is Dirk with Steward Leader, and this is The Extraordinary Life. We are doing everything we can to make sure that this president does not have a second term. We have got to do everything we can to keep that Democratic ticket out of the White House. I heard both of these passionate comments over the last couple of weeks by Christians. And I like the idea that the kingdom of God is clearly big enough for Democrats, Republicans, and independents. But I'm not sure that that's really the issue. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus has risen from the dead, and he was with his followers. They gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel But he said to them, It's not for you to know the times or the dates that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The disciples really, really, really wanted Jesus to overthrow Caesar. During his life, he had taught... And perform miracles, and he had defeated death. So why couldn't he be the guy to overthrow a huge political oppressor? But Jesus says, trust the Father. He's got this. The Holy Spirit will plunge you into the pool of God's presence and infuse you with God power. And you will be the proclaimers, testifiers, and the overcomers of of a kingdom greater than any Caesar could ever muster up. It's not about Caesar or the next Caesar. You will live for a kingdom beyond any political leader and system. You are the people of the kingdom of God. We think our Caesars are better than the other party Caesars. But Jesus calls us to transcend this kind of black and white dualistic thinking. The experience of God offered to us is not crafted by which side of the road we stand on. Rather, we are all fragments of God's light and on the road together trying to find our way home to the ultimate source of light. So how do Jesus' words from Acts chapter 1 challenge us today? Here are some considerations for folks like us on the journey to the extraordinary. Love the people of the country that you live in from all sides of the aisles. Number two, open your heart, mind, soul, and body to be filled, baptized, led, and guided by the Holy Spirit in your political conversations. Number three, act in the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of God's kingdom. Listen and speak, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Number four, be transformed by the politics of Jesus, the politics of an upside-down kingdom in the majesty of love and grace and shalom. And last, number five, live in such a way that people see and hear the kingdom of Jesus the Christ in your life in little and huge ways. The extraordinary life is a life that recognizes the battles for whose Caesar is going to win, and yet proclaims and testifies to a kingdom of the God whose love is victorious. This is God's great adventure for us, to live in the power of the Spirit of the crucified, risen and ascended Christ for the kingdom that is right in the trenches of every political system and calls us to live beyond each of them in power and grace. What an amazing God and what an amazing kingdom. So as you think about living for the kingdom of God today, a great place to start can be the Steward's Prayer. Lord, what do you want me to do today with all you've trusted me with to honor you and to advance your kingdom? God bless you today as you live an extraordinary life.